1: Everyone, Welcome back. It's so great to be back here with you. I'm Bronwyn Smith. You are, are listening and watching It Starts With A Dream on Inspired Choices Network. Um, and I'm a coach and a clinical hypnotherapist, and I help separating, divorcing and divorced women go from heartbroken to thriving, uh, change how they interact with money, think about money and turn their life around so that they are are living a dream life and their life purpose. So today we are continuing talking about are you a red flag collector? And for those of you that hasn't seen last week's show we were talking about this because I was having a chat with my girlfriends, you know, so many of these shows come from chats with friends. And I was having a chat with um, a couple of girlfriends, one of whom had been dating a guy for a bit over a year and there were all these red flags coming up and the other friend had, um, is da- had been dating, has been dating her boyfriend for about three years and there are absolutely no red flags at all in her relationship. And so I asked her, you know, in past relationships, how many red flags, you know, have you tolerated before your broken up with that partner and she said I break up on the very first red flag and that's it because she said I know there are just more to follow so the very first red flag I got that he wasn't for me and I moved on and uh, found a guy that was for me and so that's really important to remember, and it's not just in personal relationships, in love relationships. It's in any relationship. It, it's in relationships with friends and relationships even with family. And there's often, you know, red flags with relationships in um, family and relationships in friend with friends, and we tend to ignore them. Um, and calling them a red flag sort of minimizes it and makes it sound nice. But actually, a red flag is a warning sign. It's a warning sign that that person isn't the right person for you. Now, they may not necessarily be a bad person or a mean person, although that's always a possibility, but they just might not be the right person for you. They might you know, bring up all your stuff, or you might bring up all their stuff. And what I mean is that emotional stuff. So the stuff that you've pushed down, and you don't want to think about, and you don't want to talk about, and you certainly don't want to deal with that. And I know how you feel being there, done that. Um, we're all the same we all have stuff we all have baggage if you want to call it that we all have those emotional you know things that stuff that we push down and don't want to deal with but it comes out and it comes out in our relationships all relationships relationships with family members with friends but it's really under the microscope with a love relationship And there are so many red flags that um, can pop up. You know, it can be somebody that cheats on you or somebody that just speaks to you badly. Um, It it pops up all around the place. And it's a matter of whether you're prepared to tolerate that sort of behaviour or whether you have boundaries. Now, I said last week, I put my hand up last week and I said, you know, I am um, a red flag collector, although I'm now changing my ways um, after listening to my friend and hearing what she had to say. Um, I'm now going to change my ways and one red flag is ample and when I see one red flag I'm just going to move on because um, I'm not a red flag collector and that's what my friend said to me she said I'm not a red flag collector that's not what I'm I do that I don't want that any part of my life, I've got strict boundaries. I really want to be treated well, spoken to well, and I want a great guy. And the only way I can do that is to make sure that I don't tolerate this behaviour. And so she said to me, you know, I've kissed, you know, the twenty frogs that we've all kissed. Um, but she said, as soon as I saw the red flag, I just entered it and I moved on and then, you know, I found my great guy. So and a red flag for me might not be a red flag for you you know you can break up with someone and they go off and have a wonderful relationship um and you think oh my goodness you know are they treating that girl or guy the way they treated me and maybe not maybe as i said earlier you know your relationship because of what you were both bringing to the table was just plain toxic and it wasn't um you know, it wasn't the right relationship with, for you. That person wasn't the right person for you. So um, so I was going through some of the red flags last week, and I went through a whole heap, and I'll just go through a couple more. Um, one of the red flags is, you know, watch how your prospective partner treats other people. If they're always trying to get the upper hand with business partners or ex-spouses or family members or friends or whoever, they will eventually turn that on to you. And I know when I was a lawyer... I was a lawyer for nearly thirty years, and I did family law and I know when I was a lawyer, so many of my clients, male and female, said to me, "You know, I saw all these red flags when we were dating, I saw all these red flags when we were engaged, and I just ignored them because I loved this person, but it you know they just built up over time, and sometimes the time was twenty or thirty years, but they just built up over time and Um, A number of women said to me, in fact, a lot of women said to me, I'd seen him do this behaviour with other people, but he'd always been really great to me. And, um, you know, I never thought he would turn on me. But of course, of course, he was going to do that. How people treat other people, they will eventually turn that on you. Um, and it might be because you leave them. It might it could be for a thousand reasons. It might be because they want to leave you and they decide to leave you and then you become the enemy. So they turn that behaviour that you had seen them do to other people on you. Um, and people were always surprised about that. You know, clients of mine would say to me, I never expected generally a him, but you know sometimes her as well I never expected him or her to do that to me because they'd never done it to me before and I used to think no 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 no. you were seeing who they really were they were showing who they really were to the rest of the world and of course it was going to turn on to you um as soon as you came in as soon as they came into the firing line of course it was going to turn on them of course they're not going to change their spots they are who they are so they might have done all that behavior to third parties and you had just stood there and watched it but it was going to eventually become the behavior that they did to you um and Those people don't have any self-awareness. They can't see what they're doing or they were still, they think it's okay. This is okay. How many people have said to you, it's not personal, it's business? No, business is personal. This is what people don't get. Business is personal Um, and it's just they're hiding behind it oh, no, this isn't personal, it's business nonsense. If you're being fired from your job, it's personal. You're losing your job. You're losing your income. Of course it's personal. If a man who you had or a woman who you had loved and trusted for 20 years, you know, has an affair and then divorces you, of course it's personal. Like I don't, that whole phrase is just bullshit if anyone ever says it to you just go no it's personal um it might be under the guise of a business decision but it's personal so red flags can be in business just as much as they can be in your personal life and you know years and years ago when i first started my law firm I, you know you just whenever you're first starting your business you just take all clients and then after a number of years I thought I've been doing this long enough now that I don't have to take these horrible clients I don't have to do their work I don't have to um be spoken to in this way or treated like you know like this so um and people would say but it's just business it's not personal and I'd be like no how you speak to me is personal how you treat me is personal whether you pay my bill or not that's personal these are all red flags and these are all personal and I just became really strict I'd just be like you know what like first phone call you were rude um I'm not I'm not working with you um and then I just had a policy of working with people I really liked and people that were really nice and people that appreciated what I was doing for them and I've carried that policy into my coaching and hypnotherapy business you know I want to work with people that want to work with me that um that feel really you know Grateful that they're working with me, that who know that I can really help them. Um, They're the people I want to work with. I don't want to work with somebody that's on my phone or on my Zoom, you know, going rah, 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 rah at me. That's a boundary. No. And that's a red flag. And a red flag, as I said before, is a warning sign. Now, of course, everyone has a bad day and I've had clients that have rung me up and they've been cranky um, mostly back in the day when I was doing um, legal, you know, when I was a lawyer and they were cranky and I got that and they'd say to me, you know, I'm really sorry, I'm just having a bad day. And I was like, oh, that's fine, we all have those bad days. So we're going to go to our first break I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream um, on Inspired Choices Network, and I will be back with you in just a moment.
0: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream. With coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith, for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Mm-hmm. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is it starts with a dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. Work with her one
1: on one. Hi, everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Bromwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are continuing the discussion on are you a red flag collector? And I was saying before the break that, you know, red flags pop up everywhere, not just in personal relationships in marriages or um, love relationships but with friendships and um, even with family members and in business as well and you can choose how you're treated and you can set boundaries Um, and it doesn't matter if you're an employee you can say to somebody that's being rude to you you know please don't speak to me like that it's um, unnecessary I remember back in the day I was um, I was at university and it was my university break. So I was um, working for a publishing company in Sydney and um, one of the publishers came and said to me, I'm going into a meeting, I don't want to be disturbed for any reason at all. And I was like, okay, no problem. She's like, just take messages. And I was like, okay, no problem. Anyhow, a phone call came in for her, and um, the man on the other end of the phone said, Hi, I'm Peter. I want to talk to whatever this woman's name was. And um, and she came out of the conference room sort of at that second and I said to him, hang on a minute I'll see if I can catch her because he was the CEO of the company and um, and I thought she might want to talk to him. So I said to her, you know, excuse me, and that's as far as I got before she started screaming at me. Um, I told you not to disturb me. I was in this meeting. Are you an idiot? Blah, blah, blah. And on she went for I don't know what seemed like five minutes but it was probably only a minute or two but I hadn't put her boss on hold Um, he could hear every word that she said and so I just put the phone back to my ear and I said to him did you hear that and he said I did I'll talk to her when I get to the office and then she said to me who was that and I looked at her and I said well it was your boss and he heard what you said so um so you don't have to put up with it that was sort of taken care of for me but even if um even if um he hadn't have heard that I still would have said something to her at the time I still would have said to her like speaking to me like that's not okay and you can do that they're all red flags and red flags are a warning they're a warning sign and it's only humans that don't take these warning signs you know um we just we we downgrade it the fact that we call it a red flag is downgrading it it's going it's sort of making it okay and it's making it okay for us not to have boundaries and it's not okay you should have boundaries you are perp- you are perfectly entitled to have boundaries and if you're with someone that has no self-awareness and doesn't understand what boundaries are or keeps overstepping those boundaries then it's a red flag and they may not be the person for you they may not be a bad person or even a mean person but they may not be the person for you and i've heard people say about family members oh but they're my family and I'm like I don't care if they're your family or not that you still have boundaries um I remember years ago my aunt to me I was in my 30s and in our family you know traditionally we get married in our early 20s and I didn't want to do that and I was in my early 30s and she said to me you're not a real woman because you're not married because you're not married and I was like what like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole life and I just was like you're an you know you're an idiot um didn't speak to her for 20 years because I thought what a stupid thing to say and what a mean thing to say to your niece and I just didn't talk to her I was just like you're out of my life I don't care that you're a family member if you're a family member you shouldn't be saying that sort of crap to anybody you should be treating your family with love and respect and you know, and I know families that say it's okay if I treat that person badly because they're my sister, daughter, niece, nephew or whatever. And that's not the case. There's still red flags and a red flag, I'm going to keep saying it, is a warning sign. It's a warning sign that that person may not be the best person for you in your life. You might bring up their stuff. They might bring up um they might bring up your stuff stuff is just our emotional issues that we push down that we don't want to acknowledge and we certainly don't want to deal with them and here's the thing you are so much better off when you deal with these issues when you go you know what, this is how I feel. I am going to go and get a coach or do something about it, get hypnotised, get a coach, do Reiki, whatever it is for you. It is so much better that you deal with that. So when these red flags come up, as we like to call them, then don't tolerate them, deal with them. I mean, I see, and you don't necessarily have to end the friendship. People, friends can say something to you that you think really that's like that's not right. And I just say to them at the time, listen, that that's a really nice thing to say, or that hurt my feelings, or you know that's not funny. Sometimes people say it as a joke, and it's just not funny. And I say to them, it's not funny. Like you might thought you might have thought that was funny, but I didn't, and it hurt my feelings. And if they're your friend, they will listen to you. They will, you know, not say that or not do that again. And you need to acknowledge when somebody has overstepped your boundary because it's okay, I'm going to say it again, it is okay to have boundaries. And we're taught some, I think kids are now being taught it more than I was when I was a child. You know, when I was a child, it was like just take everything and, you know, um, and like don't question it. Um, And now I question it and I think we all should. I think we're becoming far more aware and we've been now taught that it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to tell people that, you know, that's not how you want to be treated because your friends and family and your one-on-one partner are there to support and love you. They're not there to criticize you and bring you down. And last week, I talked about criticism and people criticizing you and, oh, but it's constructive criticism. Really? Most criticism is not constructive. In fact, I would say 99.9% of it isn't constructive. Occasionally it is, but very, very rarely. And most criticism, I'll say this again, I said it last week, but most criticism is when the other person feels that you're higher than them, or you're somehow better than them, and they want to bring you down to either their level or so that they feel above you, like a seesaw. I said this last week, like a seesaw, they think you're up here and they're down there, and they want to either even the seesaw or move themselves to the top so you're down there. And that's not a friend. That's just not a friendship. Um, somebody that says to you, Oh my God, you look so fat in that dress. No, that's not a friend. One off forgivable maybe you know that one red flag maybe that's forgivable but I've had friends not say so much that to me but different things to me and then and I have tolerated it because that's how I was raised you know my parents were like oh just sort of tolerated they didn't understand boundaries because we didn't when I was growing up we didn't talk about boundaries we didn't even consider having boundaries and it wasn't until I was in my 20s and even 30s where boundaries started to become a thing so for all you young ones it's, it's a new thing um, and now we're all taught to have boundaries but often not as children um, you know, often even when, and I've been, we're all we've all been guilty of this when our young kid comes home and you know, their friend's been mean to them on the playground or said something that's hurt their feelings and they haven't understood why. And we've sort of, you know, minimized it and I'm sure he didn't mean it, or I'm sure she didn't mean it. Um I remember seeing something um somewhere I can't even remember where, um, where a little boy punched a girl and the mother said, oh, that's when you know a boy really likes you and he's mean to you. I thought, you're kidding me. You're not seriously saying that to your daughter. If a man punched me, I wouldn't think he liked me. I would think he hated me, and that is a red flag. You know, why would you tolerate? What are they going to think? The meaner the man is when I get older, the more the man loves me. No, no one thinks that. So why tell you five or seven or eight-year-old child that? You know, I was aghast when I heard that um, and thought, No, that's not the sort of thing that, um, you know, I think we should be telling our kids. We should be saying to our kids, you know, if your friend is mean to you on the playground, then maybe that is not the friend for you. You know, you need to have boundaries. Teach kids from an early age, have boundaries. That might not be the friend for you. Go and find other friends and, you know, friends that love you and support you and are wonderful people and Yes, they can tell you the truth. I mean, I had one girlfriend and I said to her, I said to her, you know, do I look okay in this dress? She said, Yeah, you look great. And I said, you know, is it a bit tight? Like, and she said, darling, you look wonderful. You're just glowing today. And um, I had to smile because I thought, okay, so the dress doesn't look that crush hot then. Um, but she's just she was just being lovely about it. She just wanted me to feel good about it and they're the sorts of friends you want you know the ones that just say you're gorgeous and we love you and you've got a great heart and you're a great friend and who cares about the other stuff who cares like that's it's who someone is in their heart is the most important thing the rest of it's all window dressing you know, um, you know, oh look, she's pretty. Yes, well, she might be pretty, or you know, he's a nice looking man. Well, he might be a nice looking man, but does he have substance? Is he the man for you? <laughs> or is that plain Jane man over there the one that's really for you? So having boundaries is part of red flags. Um you know, it's you having a boundary and you not tolerating um, these red flags. So we're going to go to a break. You are watching It Starts With A Dream. I'm Bronwyn Smith on Inspired Choices Network. I'll see you soon.
0: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant. Be fearless. Be mindful. And create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. this is it starts with a dream with host bronwyn smith to participate in the program join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also send an email to bronwyn at bronwyn smith.com to work with her one-on-one
1: hi everybody welcome back I'm your host, Bromwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With A Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're continuing our discussion on are you a red flag collector? And let's face it, most of us are. There are a few very enlightened people that aren't, and they very sensibly see one red flag and they move on they're like no one red flag I just know that there are more to follow and that's so very true and um, so after talking to my friend that said I'm not in the business of collecting red flags red flags um, once I see one red flag I move on I used to be three red flags. So um, I was sort of okay, three red flags and that was me done. But I agree with her. One red flag is enough. And then, especially in a one-on-one relationship where these sorts of things are really under the microscope, you know, when uh, when it's a friend of yours that you've known for 10 years that sort of says something every now and again, you might sort of, say something to them and let it go but when it's your love partner that is saying these sorts of things to you that, you know that makes you feel that you're not good enough then it's under a microscope and the sorts of things we we're talking about is somebody that constantly criticizes you or constantly puts you down or even has, you know, affairs while you're with them. They're all red flags. And a red flag is really a warning sign. That's what it is. It's a warning sign that that person is not the right person for you. They might be a perfectly good person I'm not saying that they're a bad person but they may not be the right person for you I remember when I was um training with Marissa Peer to be a hypnotherapist she told me this um she told everyone this story that um she worked with a lady who was so depressed she just couldn't get out of bed and um Um, She'd had a difficult childhood, and then she'd married um, a lovely, lovely man, but his mother was atrocious, and his mother insisted that they go over every week for dinner, and um, They, um, which they did, and the mother-in-law would spend the whole dinner telling this woman she wasn't good enough. She would criticise her, you're a bad wife, you're a dreadful mother, you're a horrible person, and the daughter-in-law thought, I have to take this for family harmony. This is my husband's mother. Um, I mean, why wasn't the husband saying to his mother, don't speak to my wife like that? And this poor woman, after 20 or more years of tolerating this appalling behaviour, went to um, Marissa Pierre for um, hypnotherapy for depression, and Melissa Peer said to her, you don't have to be accepting being spoken to like that. And um, Marissa Peer talked about this wonderful therapy called the fuck-off therapy, and she said to this woman, tell your mother-in-law to fuck off. Anyhow, so the woman's depression lifted, and she was over there one night for dinner, and the mother-in-law's criticising her, and she was sitting there thinking what am I doing taking this and she stood up and the mother-in-law was like where do you think you're going and the woman turned around and looked at her mother-in-law and said fuck off I've tolerated this long enough and I'm not tolerating it anymore and walked out and she said I won't be back and walked out and that was it that was her done and she was like said to her husband, you go to those dreadful dinners, but I'm never setting foot back into that place again. And why should the daughter-in-law keep the harmony in the family? It wasn't her behaviour that was dreadful, it was the mother-in-law's behaviour. So if you're tolerating this sort of behaviour, don't. Just a minute. (coughs) Sorry. Bit of a cold today. If you're tolerating being belittled and criticized and told that you're a dreadful wife or husband or father or even employee. Absolutely, they are red flags, which are warning signs that that person isn't the right person for you. And if it's a family member, too bad. I mean, I just say in my family, I just say, you know what? It was their bad behaviour. I have boundaries and I'm not going to be spoken to like that. You are meant to be my family. You are meant to love me. You are meant to support me. You are meant to have my back. And if you don't fit into that category, I don't care that you're a family member. You're out of my life. Done. We're done. There's millions of people in this world, millions and millions and millions of people in this world and you can find new friends, a new partner, whatever. You do not have to tolerate this sort of behaviour. But we do. And why do we? Now, here's the thing. We tolerate this behaviour because we don't feel that we are good enough, or we don't feel that we are lovable, or we don't feel worthy. We tolerate that sort of behavior because of one of those three things, or maybe all three things. And they are, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel lovable. And I don't feel worthy. And If you are honest with yourself, it will be one of those three things. Now, if you don't feel good enough, you just don't have a good sense of self. And that can come down to things that happened when you were growing up. And I'm not saying your parents are bad parents. They're not. They just didn't know any better. Um, I had super critical parents. You would never make parents any more critical than my parents were when they were, when my sister and I were growing up. And they were really critical and they expected us to know things that we just weren't capable of knowing. They'd say to us, you know, we'd be 10 and they'd say, why would you do that? Couldn't you see that X, Y and Z was going to happen? And here's the truth. No, we couldn't. Like, I was 10. I couldn't see that that was going to happen. I couldn't see around those corners anymore. Um, I was too young. But they expected us to have 30-year-old brains at 10, and so they were really critical. And they were just as critical with my sister. And my sister and I, you know, talk about it and we've talked to our parents about it, so it's, you know, I'm not saying anything that they haven't heard a million times. But it's interesting how you receive that information and what you tell yourself. So my sister told herself that she was not good enough I told myself that I wasn't lovable. So I thought, like, my parents are doing this because they don't love me. End of story. My sister thought my parents are criticising me because I'm not good enough. I'm not up to par. I'm not, you know, I'm here when I should be here. And so there's something wrong with me. And I thought, I'm not lovable. There's something wrong with me and my parents don't love me. So that's how it came out. And I lived with that. I lived with that for many decades, not even years, many decades, as did my sister. And here's the thing. You don't have to live with that. You don't have to feel you're not good enough and or you're not lovable and or you're not worthy or any combination of that because you can come and see me and I can change that and I went to a coach and hypnotherapist and I spent three months working with her to try and fix this and I did I now feel totally lovable and amazingly my relationships within my family my friendships they have all gotten better and you know relationships that I thought I would probably have to end actually are now better So if you're feeling I'm not good enough, that is you don't have a good enough sense of self Um, and deep down you feel that that's all you're worth, then you can change this. You can do something about it. You don't have to live like that. And life on the other side is way, way better. You've heard the saying, the grass is greener on the other side. I can tell you the grass is actually greener on the other side. When you feel that you are good enough, when you feel worthy, when you feel lovable, then the grass is greener because you can understand when you're saying something to someone that's really innocuous and they're reacting, and you're thinking, What's that about? You know, when you know when you're good enough, when you know you are good enough, you know that your comment had nothing to do with their reaction. You know that, because you've now you now know you're good enough. You now know you're lovable. So what you're seeing is their reaction, is them not feeling that they're good enough, them not feeling that they're lovable or them not feeling that they're worthy. And you can't do anything about that. You can't make them feel that way and you can't fix them. So when people are in that space, when people, when it's the person giving you the red flags, Here's the thing, you can't fix them. If you marry that man or woman, you are not going to be able to fix them. What you the person you are marrying is going to be the person you're married to. They are not going to change. Or very rarely do they change. If they come and see me, they'll change. Because I will show them how they can feel good enough, feel lovable, and feel worthy. And be healthy and have this really great outlook on life, and it's not even how you look at life; it's how you feel inside. It's whether you whether you feel great within yourself, whether you love being in your own skin. And so, you know, um, parents that are overcritical—they're not bad parents, um, and it might be. You know, you might have had a parent that was super critical or you might have had a parent that was absent, absent either emotionally or physically. And that will feed into, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough because my mum or dad were never around. They were, you know, off working or whatever, that they were doing what they had to do to keep the family together. They're not bad parents. They were just doing what they had to do to keep the family together. But kids will always internalize it. And what has this got to do with me? That's what kids are saying. Oh, well, mum and dad, you know, dad's always on, off on business trips. And so he mustn't love me because he's always away. Five year old doesn't understand that dad's away earning money so they can live in this lovely house and go to this nice school and drive this nice car five-year-old kid doesn't understand that nor newsflash nor do they care about any of that it's us adults that care about all of that so we're going to a break I shall be back in a couple of minutes you are listening to Bronwyn Smith I'm your host on It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be back in just a minute.
0: Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self And live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. Participate in the program. Join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one on one.
1: Welcome back, everyone. It's so great to be back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With A Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we are continuing our discussion on our um, are you a red flag collector? And I've been saying, you know, red flags is just a really, really nice way of saying it's a warning sign. It's a big warning sign. If you're driving along a road and you see warning, don't go any further, turn back now. Do you turn back or do you go, no, I'll just chance it and see if I you know, if the road goes anywhere or falls off a bridge. I saw on the news a long, long time ago that someone um, had hired a car, some tourists in Australia had hired a car and it had like a, um, a, a the direction thing, you know, where someone's talking to you going, turn right here, turn left here. Anyhow, they wanted to go to a particular place and the car, Um, um, said to them, turn right here and go straight ahead. So they went straight ahead and they kept going and they went off the road into the beach, into the water before they realised, no, we're going the wrong way. (laughs) And it was all over the news Um, in Australia. It was like, how could you not get to the end of the road and think, hmm, sand now and water? So the car's literally in the water. The tourists got out okay and <laughs> the car's sinking into the water and it was on on the news. And where they tried to get to was about two streets up where they wanted to go over a bridge, um, but instead they went into one of our beaches. So um, that just makes me laugh. You know, they ignored the red flag and... Um, And they ignored all the warning signals, even though there wasn't a warning sign. All the signals, you're going off the road, onto sand, into a beach, hello, into the water, hello. Like, at what point are you going to stop and get out of that car? So it's no different with people. And it doesn't matter if it's a love relationship, a business partnership, or a business relationship, or even if you're an employee or a family member or a friend, that red flags are still warning signs. And it's a warning sign that this might not be the best person for you. It might not be the best person to have in your life. And the reason we keep those people in our lives is because we don't feel that we're good enough. We don't feel that we're lovable. And we don't feel that we're worthy. And that would generally come from childhood. Like everything else, we learn all about everything when we're kids. And it's not, you know, no parent is going to say to their kid, you know, you're not good enough, or I don't love you, or you're not worthy of a good life. They don't tell us that. But what they do it in other ways, by being really critical or being, you know, super absent or in lots of other ways, and they're not bad people. They just are trying to keep everything together. They're trying to keep the family together, the home together, you know, the mortgage payments up, the day-to-day expenses that we now know as adults what we have to do. But we send messages to our kids. We all do it. No one intends to do it. We all want to be, you know, the best parents we possibly can be. So I'm certainly not saying your parents. Um, were bad people, any more than my parents were bad people, you know, and they were being hugely critical. They just thought that they were, you know, pushing us to be our best selves and they'd be like, you know, no, coming home with a B is not good enough. We expect you to get A's. And my parents say now, you know, we were just trying to push you to be the best you could be, to to try as hard as you could be, you know, you could do and, and get the best grades you could get and learn to always put your best foot forward that you know give whatever you're doing a hundred percent they came from a great place but the message I got was that they didn't love me the message my sister got was that she wasn't up to par and that flows into our adulthood and we want a dream life. That's why, you know, I do this show every week, because we all want this dream life. And you don't have to feel that you are not good enough, or that you're not lovable, or you're not worthy, because you can contact me. And Um, book in a 15 minute free discovery call and we can work through how to change this what we can do to change this because the grass is really greener on the other side and feeling I'm not lovable is you know no one except this one person will love me that's it like this person is the only one that's going to love me and this is as good as it gets and it's better to have this person than nobody and that's not true and you are worthy of a wonderful relationship in all relationships not just in a love relationship but with your family with your friends with people in business you are worthy of having a wonderful relationship so contact me go to uh, Bromwin at bromwinsmith. dot com and email me or go to Bromwensmith.com dot com and book a discovery call and see um, if we can work together and how I can move you from not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, not feeling lovable to the other side, to where the grass really is greener so that you do feel good enough and you do feel lovable and you do feel worthy because loving being in your own skin is wonderful and I have been where you have been, trust me, for decades and only when I decided to address this I don't feel lovable, I'm not lovable, Did my life really change? And I love being in my own skin now. Before I didn't. I was like um, I had a great facade, but I didn't like being in my own skin. And, um, you know, I didn't like a lot of my relationships. And I have changed them. I've set boundaries. And as I've done this, as I feel more lovable and that I'm good enough and I'm worthy, And setting boundaries has been so much easier and so much healthier. And now when people react to things that I've said that I know that are really innocuous, I know it's not about me. I don't go away and heartache about it for weeks or months anymore like I used to. I just go, not me. That had nothing to do with me. That's their stuff. And you can be exactly where I am. I can work with you and you can feel that you are good enough. You are worthy. Um, and you are lovable because that's the truth. You are all of those things. And that really is the truth that we are all good enough. We are all lovable and we are all worthy. And that is the absolute truth. And don't let anyone else tell you any different. Um, and if you'd like to chat with me, book a discovery call, go to my website, bromwinsmith.com or send me an email at Bromwyn at And we can have a chat of how you can feel better, how you can love being in your own skin, and how you can feel fabulous every day. And if that's what you're dreaming about, if you're dreaming, I want to feel good every single day, then that's how you do it. It's a brilliant way to feel. You'll never look back. Your relationships will improve and you won't have as many red flags, they just seem to dissipate, because you've changed and you've healed, the red flags dissipate. And that is really great too. So it makes going through life so much, um, so much better. And then also, when you do react, to something and someone goes oh my goodness and you're like no I know that that was a healthy reaction I know that my reaction was completely normal I understand that that was a healthy reaction so when other people sort of go "Mm, that reaction no you're healed you know that was a healthy reaction it's them that aren't reacting in a healthy way because they haven't changed that I'm not good enough I'm not lovable and I'm not worthy because they haven't come to work with me. That's why. So have a great, great week. I shall see you next week. The next week we are going to talk about the emotional stages after separating and divorce.
0: Thank Um, you for listening to It Starts With A Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.